I kind of turned to him and I said, hey, man, r- relax, lighten up, relax. He's like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Relax. And he looked at me and there's about eight guys in the corner this time. And he looks me in the eye and he said, get used to it. Every shift, every period, all seven games long. I just jumped out into the crowd and started running towards them. So as I got the puck, all of a sudden I got rolled over. Here's Gretzky at the line. Oh, he hit. Gretzky really bounced by McCreary and he is hurt. It was his last shift in the NHL. <laughs> Never played really? again. Don't you ever let that bird stand in your crease. If he's there, you run him the f- over. He was a beauty. I'm James Duffy, and this is Beauties, Hockey's Greatest Untold Stories, the podcast based on the book of the same name, which is now available. We're not going to share all of the book's stories on the pod, just a few. Today's tale, The Great One, Liner. The most underappreciated part of Wayne Gretzky's game was his ability to finish. Gretzky, doing a nifty move, a driving goal! A joke, I mean. One afternoon, Darren Pang, former NHL goalie-turned-broadcaster, is out golfing with his longtime pal at Sherwood Country Club in California, where Gretzky lives at the time. They're on the tee box of this really long par five, completely unreachable. And Gretzky says, I bet I can get home in two. Pang takes the bet, because Gretz is a good golfer, but he has zero chance of getting on that green in two shots. So he hits a nice drive in the fairway but he's still got a mile to the green, no shot. So Gretzky walks up to the ball, takes a long look at the green, and pulls a wedge out. Pang is thinking, what is he doing? And Gretz casually turns to his left and hits the ball into his backyard. See, boys, I got home in two. Back where I live. <laughs> he says with a big grin. A different day, another round, the great one drains a 60-foot putt for birdie. Like this bomb of a putt. Without missing a beat, he says casually, You gotta earn your nickname. (laughs) Pang and his group all crack up. Pang says Gretzky's not being cocky. He just does it to give the guys a laugh. Timing is everything in comedy. And this farmer came up to me. He said, I've got 68 sheep. Can you round them up for me? I said, sure, 70. I remember the day the candle shop burned down. Everybody just stood around and sang happy birthday. And considering the timing, the stakes, and what would happen next, Gretzky's greatest one-liner comes in the 1985 Stanley Cup Final. The series does not start well for the favored Oilers. The defending Stanley Cup champs lose Game 1 to the Philadelphia Flyers 4-1. Game 1 of the 1985 Stanley Cup Finals is history. And the Philadelphia Flyers win 4-1. They dominated this game. Gretzky goes pointless and is a minus two. In the dressing room after, Coach Glenn Sather really gives it to number 99. We didn't play well, and uh, Sather kind of called us out in the carpet, and uh, specifically, uh, <laughs> I got it pretty good uh, after the game that um, I wasn't ready to play. And, uh, <laughs> that was bad, basically. I didn't show up for a big game. <laughs> And uh, he wasn't too happy about it. So there's uh, myself and Paul Coffey. Uh, we got really centered out that particular game. Uh, 
not being, you know, ready to play. But the next day, Sather is really positive, building the two of them back up. So by the time game two starts, they are ready. We played game two in uh, Philly, and obviously we were ready to play. Early in game two, the Oilers are killing a penalty when Gretzky tries to freeze a puck in the Flyers' zone. Gretzky and Hockett in battle in the corner. Forward Rick Tockett is all over him. We'll let them handle the play-by-play. Those days, you know, to get a, a face-off and freeze the puck took a great deal of time, you know. It, it just, I mean, you had to be there for a while before the referee would blow the whistle. So as I was trying to freeze the puck, so more and more players gravitated to the corner. And we have a skirmish in the corner with players from both teams pushing and shoving. So we ended up with, I don't know, five or six guys in <laughs> one corner. <laughs> and I'm trying to freeze the puck. Rick Tockett, um, who was playing on the Flyers at the time, was, uh, needless to say, hacking and whacking and cross-checking me and everything you can imagine that you could pretty much legally do, you know? Well, we, we won game one, so game two's playing, and, uh, you know, Keenan is saying, you got to you know, make sure you keep playing Gretzky and Coffee, all these guys really hard. So, you know, we're in scrums, we're, you know, crashing up on the bag, you know, face washing them, you know, doing all the, the, the stuff that tests do, right? Finally, the whistle went after a barrage of hacks and whacks and cross checks, and uh, I kind of turned to him and I said, hey, man. Relax, lighten up, relax. He's like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Relax. And he looked at me, and there's about eight guys in the corner this time. And he looks me in the eye, and he said, get used to it. Every shift, every period, all seven games long. Every game. Turned on my look, and I said, I don't know what series you're playing in, but I only plan on playing four more games. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. A verbal sucker punch. It it was funny. Everybody, even both, kind of laughed. Like, did, did you, know, you even get, laugh? Get, I kind of smirked, but I, it kind of hit me like, you know, like it was very calm. And the scrum, uh, every, you know, both, like I said, both guys kind of chuckled and like, you know, we're, we're in an intense situation. Start pushing again. Like that initial two seconds, it was like, hey, that was pretty funny. Look, eight or nine guys left the corner laughing. We got back to the bench, and of course, all the guys are going, what's so funny down there? What happened? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> themselves. <laughs> Can a great chirp actually turn a series? Well, from that moment on, the great one goes off. Minutes after the Oilers kill the penalty, Coffee feeds Gretzky to open the scoring. Coffee trying to center dead. Gretzky is shot. Lindbergh is dead. Gretzky scores. Wayne Gretzky gives Edmonton a one to nothing lead. The Oilers go on to win 3-1 to even the series. In Game 3, Gretzky scores a minute 10 in. This is Gretzky, walks in, scores! 15 seconds later, he scores again. In the corner, Gretzky again, scores! When you're hot, you're hot. 10 minutes into the game, Edmonton starting out, Messier with room. Cuts in front of his teammate, Gretzky scores! He completes the hat trick. He finishes with four points in a 4-3 win. All three of his goals are scored with each team having a player in the penalty box, which infuriates Keenan, Clark, and the Flyers. It leads to the Gretzky rule. So after those three goals, that's when they changed the rule 4-4, because every time we got a 4-4 against Philly, we seem to score that year. Right. And Mike 
said that we were purposely taking penalties to play forward for which was crazy. <laughs> and because of that playoff, they changed the rule. I don't know how many years they went, eight or nine years, where there was no four-on-four hockey. If you got coincidental minors, it was five against five. Four-on-four, five-on-five, it doesn't matter by this point in the series. Philly cannot stop 99. Game four, the Flyers' last real hope, is tied 3-3 midway through the second when Gretzky scores two straight. Coffee fires, right in front, backhand, scored, Gretzky! Edmonton trying to build on their 4-3 lead. Anderson is crunched to the ice, right in front, Gretzky scores! To win it 5-3. Now he's turned Tockett's words back against him. He is killing the Flyers every shift, every period. In the clincher, Gretzky goes full legend. A goal and three assists in an 8-3 win. Game, series, cup. The Edmonton Oilers, the Stanley Cup champions of 1985. In the three and three quarters game since he punchlined Tockett in the corner, Gretzky has scored seven times and added four assists. And he wins the Conn Smythe Trophy running away. That first loss woke the Oilers up woke Gretzky up. Sure, that joke in Game 2 was funny, Tockett says. Hey, that was pretty funny. The only problem is, damn, the guy was right. The Flyers and Oilers develop a fierce rivalry over the next few years, meeting again in the Cup Final in 1987, with Edmonton winning in seven games. Three months later, Keenan is chosen to coach the Canada Cup team. He assigns Tockett to room with Gretzky. I was really nervous. I mean, you know, when I when I knew I was rooming with him, it's like, you know, first thing I'm calling my parents, and, oh, my God, I want to room with me, Gretzky. Um, and then about a couple, two days later, I think just his demeanor, the way he would act in the room, the way how normal he was, it just brought me to ease. And then uh, I ended up with really dressed for about two, three weeks. That was a time when he started secretly dating uh, Janet Jones at the time. And he just, I remember we came in the room and then Janet came later and uh, he said, you know, just don't say anything to anybody. Remember, I think they kept under wraps for a while. All right. So, yeah, so it was about a week there. I mean, you know, it was, uh, I knew for about a week before the public knew that he was dating Tockett thinks it's pretty cool that Gretzky trusts him with his secret. A couple of days later, Gretzky tells his roomie he's going to get a haircut. And he goes, hey, I gotta go get a haircut, you know. I go, nah, go ahead, whatever. And then he goes, well, you know, yeah, I wanna get a haircut. So he's kinda referenced, you know, I want you to come, right? And right. I just didn't catch on. I'm like, realized, oh, shit, it's Wayne Gretzky. So <laughs> we went to, I went with him uh, to a, place to get his haircut and within you know literally 10 minutes there was I, I swear there's about 1500 people outside and I was in the Canadian Canada Cup we had training camp in August right outside the salon there was like at least 50 60 so it could you know it, it took me about five minutes to realize hey buddy he wants you to go because you know he doesn't want to go alone right the two become close friends they still are when I call Tockett for this story he's having dinner with Gretzky that night and as for that chirp that just maybe changed a series, well, Gretzky says he still brings it up once in a while. Yeah, trust me, I remind him still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> they always laugh, but Gretzky always laughs a little harder. Tockett doesn't find it quite as funny as he does. You just look at him and you're like, you're a beauty. Unbelievable. Beauties is written by me, James Duffy, and produced by Christoph Mamona with the support of TSN and Bell Media. The book Beauties is available wherever you get your books. I think you'll like it. And don't forget to listen to our after show, 
Rubber Beauties with the cast of the Rubber Boots Podcast. You can find it where you find the Rubber Boots Pod. Beauties. They call them beauties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They play that game their own way. Cause they're beauties. <laughs>